Welcome to the Of Course You Did podcast, your go-to source for brain-based mindset tools and highly effective business strategies that will help you create a truly aligned business. I'm your host, Brooke Alexander. I started out having no idea how to coach people or how to build a successful business to building an internationally accredited coach training and certification program, The Created Coach Method the most interactive, high-touch online NLP and coach training experience. Each week, we're going to dive into the concepts, skills, and methods that will help you increase your impact, profits, and authority. Want to learn how you can become a standout coach? Join my free training, which walks you through the exact things you need to focus on to become the go-to coach at createdmindacademy.com slash standoutcoach. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode, and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I'm super excited to have Kate here. Kate is actually a Created Coach Method graduate, which is so fun. I've actually known Kate for a few years. I met you at the same time I met Tamea at that random dinner party that I went to a stranger's house that... I responded to a post on Instagram, like we met a faded, a faded dinner party that connected you with a few excellent people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw Kiki. Oh, I didn't see Kiki. Kiki came to Sayulita a few weeks ago. No way. Um, But I didn't get to see her. She was with her dad. So like, I, we like, we didn't cross paths, unfortunately, but like, yeah, so fun. Small world. So fun. Small I know. World. We're all I connected. Know. We're all doing things. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So thanks for coming on the episode. I'm really excited to chat with you. Thank you so um, much for having me. Of course. So first of all, I want to just talk a little bit about um, Created Coach and why you decided to join. What was going on in your life and your business at the time you decided to join? What were your frustrations that kind of led you to deciding to invest your time and money and commitment in a certification? Yeah, it took me a long time to decide because I am a very, when it comes to making big monetary investments, I mean, it's not that big, but it's it's a significant one. Um, I am very calculated. I am very risk averse. So it was very much a process of deciding and like straight up, spoiler alert, long story short, so freaking glad I did. But what was happening um, in my, my life at the time, I guess it was last summer that I got my certification. Um, it feels like I've had these tools and, and practices like in my soul for forever. I can't believe it's only been a year, but yeah, at the time it was, I was full-time and I had been a full-time in my business for about two years at that point. And I'm a full-time tarot reader and astrologer. So very much in the woo-woo, <laughs> but what I was craving and what I was seeking was a way to connect with my clients that was actually more like uh, engaged with them as opposed to me like offering them something as opposed to like me just offering them a tarot reading and like telling them what they want to know. Like ideally that's not the way that I like to read tarot. I like to use it as a vehicle to facilitate a discussion, but you know, not everyone wants to engage with tarot like that. So I was really looking for a way to uh, just a more robust way to connect with clients and to help them create change in their life and like really empower the people that I work with. Because um, what drew me to tarot and astrology, which is, you know, the reason that I'm an entrepreneur is how empowering these tools are for me. So 
having, you know, the tool of hypnosis and having the tool of NLP and meta model and all of these beautiful tools that we learn, um, just help to empower me so much. And I just love to give that to other people. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much, um, what I was seeking that led me to you. And then Tamea pretty much coerced me into doing it. And I was like, it's on, let's just do it. And, um, the rest is history. Like I'm, I'm just so, so glad that I, that I did this program. I'm glad you did too. I'm, I was so glad to have you in the course. And I, I love that you combine it with tools that you already have like tarot and, mm-hmm. and astrology and things like that. This is honestly one of the things that I love the most about the way that I like to teach and the students that come into creative coaches, they have so many other modalities that they can use yeah. and incorporate and so many ways of offering support and guidance to their clients. Um, yeah. And I was going to ask, you kind of mentioned, but what was the thing that really helped you make the decision? Like, was there one defining thing that you were like, okay, all right, I've decided I will now do it. One defining thing. Oh my gosh. It was more just a, a sequence of events, like long story short, at the end of the day, I know. And like, I have proven to myself that I've any education that I've really felt called to like intuitively and actually taken the leap on and taken like the plunge on and invested in has never been something that I've regretted. Like I'm really, really good at sticking with things and actually moving through the process um, of, of structures and frameworks. And that has, that's something that comes really naturally to me. So this was I don't know. I think that I just kind of, it was really easy to talk myself into it because I just knew that it would be so good for me. Like I just, I, I just knew it. And, and like, I, I couldn't see, like, it just felt like such an expansive decision, like not doing it felt like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, I guess I could just, you know, continue working with tarot and astrology in like more in-depth ways and continue. Certainly I, I will continue learning more about those, those tools, but I just wanted something a little bit different. I felt maybe a little bit pigeonholed. And I was like, the only way to become not pigeonholed is to actually, you know, learn more, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about like not doing it felt a certain type of way. Like Mm -hmm. thinking of not doing it felt not good and not what you wanted. And thinking of doing it felt expansive and what you wanted it felt right for you like comparing the two in that sense of like okay yeah it's kind of like the the something that I've said in the past um, about inversing the cost so basically like what's the cost of not doing it um, versus the cost of doing it the cost of not doing it is not achieving what you want not hitting your goals and etc and I go into more detail in Um, one of my previous podcasts, but it's important when you're making decisions of any kind to ask yourself, okay, what am I saying no to and yes to when I don't take action? Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but no, oh my God, it totally does. And it's so easy to think about just how scary the risk is and what you're risking, but oh my God, the risk that you're taking by not taking that risk. Like, I think you kind of reach a point where, you know, you have to make a a tough choice and that's what adulting is. But, you know, I think you kind of reach a point sometimes where you're just like the pain of staying small and staying stuck is, you know, it just costs too much at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The cost is often higher, but we see that like the short-term cost of, 
of like that kind of risky feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, am I going to invest in myself? Am I going to do that? That risky feeling feels worse. We don't even think about the long-term shitty feelings of not taking action. We just think about the short term. I don't want to feel shit right now, so I won't do it. Instead of thinking, well, how will I feel in one year if I don't do it? I will feel even worse than right now. So yeah, so important to, to think of things that way. Um, yeah. What were you looking for in a certification? What was important to you um, in the the certification? Oh my gosh, I'm losing my words. Certification that you decided to actually sign up for and yeah, and go. Yeah, for. yeah. What was important to me? It was important to me that I actually had a grounding in like, I think what I was craving with, and I think what a lot of people are craving when they go to get a certification is like a, a, stru- a founding in a, a, a foundation in like a structure of like time honored traditions and like time honored wisdom that have been like passed down from not necessarily even like generation from generation, but like a community of people all kind of agree that like, this is how you create change. And there's, you know, proof of, of people doing this. So I, I was just searching for, um, that and like a framework and definitely these patterns, these um, tools really gave me that like a grounding in sort of like, and even just like learning about the history of NLP and the history of hypnosis, that was really fascinating. And it's just really important to know, I think where things come from and like why we do what we do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. People don't realize that these kind of tools have been around for a long time and coaching Mm -hmm. in general, like coaching isn't a new thing. It's not something that some Instagram influencer just started doing like a few (gasps) years ago and now everyone does it. Like (laughs) coaching has been around for a really long time and can be traced back to like a very long time ago. Um, and especially stuff like hypnosis thousands of years, like it's not some brand new tool that people have just started using. Yeah. And it's so important that we, you know, learn from and learn with people that, you know, know that and aren't just in it for, and you can tell, you know, um, but it's really important to know that, yeah, coaching is such a skill. Oh my God. Like such a skill and a, it, it, yeah, it, it really is. It really is a skill. Yeah, it is. And it's a skill that I love learning. I, I love learning all the new things about coaching and then sharing Mm -hmm. them inside the programs that I have with the students. And I mean, I could go on and on about how much I love coaching, Um, especially Mm -hmm. like after you receive coaching and you have such an amazing, profound realization or experience, or sometimes it's not even. Yesterday I had a coaching session and my coach said like one little sentence and then we kind of moved on and I've been ruminating on that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she freed me. She freed me from this thing that had been like holding me back. And I like Mm. have been feeling liberated the more and more I think about it. And that was literally a 20 minute coaching session. It was literally just someone there to reflect back to me and to give me a different perspective and to help me run through what was going in my mind, going on in my mind, like, yeah. Like I said, I could go on. I could go on. Um, But that's the thing too. Like I, like I, 
have had such powerful experiences with coaches before I was certified that I was like, if I could learn those tools and do that for myself, then, oh my gosh, I would be so much more empowered myself as well. So yeah, yeah it's, it's so important to continue learning about the craft. Like it really yeah. is. It is. It is. Um, I'd love to know what your experience was like learning the coaching tools as you were going through the program and what it was like for you learning, especially with NLP and hypnosis and stuff like that. You learn like a whole new language, a whole new way of thinking about things. What was that like for you as you were learning it all? It really was a learning curve. It was challenging to try and train your brain to act in a totally different way and learn how to actually do that. There was this one, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain this, but it was like a post on Instagram that was like, you know, when you're on the phone and then you get a call and then it's like close and accept the other call or keep this. And there's like all these different buttons, (laughs) like learning NLP, like on paper, like for the first time, it's like that, like, no, I don't want this, but I I want this and I'm going to do this. And it's like, command, command, command. And it's like so confusing. (laughs) at first, but then it just truly does become second nature. And the way that it does become second nature is like through actually engaging with people and trying it, which is why it's so helpful to learn it in a community of people who are also learning it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that analogy of like the call waiting and you're like, wait, what button is going to get me what I yeah. actually want right now? Which one? Do and you I have press? like five seconds to figure it out. You have like one second to figure out like what you want to do because yeah. you're going to like fire that command and then you're going to either lose the call or, and the mm-hmm. mind is it the similar way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that analogy. Something like that you said there that you have to practice, like the actual learning and the integrating comes from the doing. It comes from being in it not reading it on paper. So there's only so much paper teaching that I can do. And this is why we have all of the different call types inside both the the professional coach and the associate coach certification so that the students get a variety of practice. And this is why I also keep a lot of my, like my demonstrations fairly lean because I don't want the students to watch me doing coaching and waste their time watching me do something instead of getting out there and doing it for themselves. And I think that can happen a lot. Like it happens to me in other areas, you know, I want to watch how a certain person will paint so I can like look at how they're doing it and see if I'm doing it right. But that's wasted time. I'm like the time that you spend watching someone else doing something to see if you're doing it right, to try and Mm -hmm. figure out how you should do it is wasted time. You have to be in it and practicing it. And, and that's where like the real deep integration does come from. Like, I'm sure with tarot, you probably had the same thing when you were learning. There's so much to learn in tarot, right? Like, but there's only so much you can do by reading about it, you have to actually get out there and do it. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's a really, really good point. And I think it's really easy to continually convince ourselves that we're actually doing the work. You know, there, it, it is an important part of the work to actually like watch other people do it and learn how it's done um, and expose yourself to other people doing it. But there's definitely a point where you have to take the leap and it's really easy to kind of like be standing on the edge of the cliff and feeling the, the wind in your face and being like, no, this is dead. This is enough. This is enough. But like, oh, like taking the risk and actually trying it is scary, but it, it really can be freeing. Yeah. And as coach, yeah. coaches, we have to be willing to do that because that's yeah. exactly what we're asking our clients to do for themselves. We're asking yeah. them to do things that they haven't done before 
sight unseen. We're just being yeah. like, okay, you got to do this new thing now that you're afraid to do. And you can't mm-hmm. just sit around watching other people do it. You have to do it. So we as yeah. coaches have to be willing to go there first. Yeah. Like it's something that I like prioritize as a coach is not ever asking my client to do something that I haven't done or that I'm not willing to do myself. Oh, yeah. Um, like yeah, I, I wouldn't ask sense. my client to go somewhere or, you know, just do anything that I haven't done first. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I need yeah. to be an expert in the thing that I'm trying to teach them how to do. Yes. I'm talking more about like the mind stuff. I'm not going to ask my client to, yeah. to break through their comfort zone if I'm not willing to do that for myself too. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's just so much easier to, to know what someone is talking about. Like, you know, then you can just like relate to your clients a lot more. And that's such an important piece. Yeah, exactly. So what was your favorite tool as you were going through the content? We learned so many tools. I loved parts integration. That was something that I have benefited a lot from actually like from my work, just like with therapy with therapists, actually in the past, I had done some parts integration with, um, therapists, like in my early twenties and stuff like that. So I had known about it, but the parts integration that we learned in coaching is obviously very different than, than the, the approach of a, a counselor or a therapist. And it was so much more physical, which I loved. Like I loved parts integration for like using your actual hands to like actively bring two parts of you together. That's something that I have loved using with clients, both in groups and one-on-one. Um, I also love anchoring straight up, simple anchoring. Mm-hmm. And I also, I'm going to say one more. I, I, I love the swish technique. I love, uh, maybe I'm a hands person, There's, but I love like actively engaging. Like there's so much power in like, you know, externalizing and like expressing and bringing parts of you together or in like switching ideas around. Yeah. And these techniques were really beautiful for that. Yeah. I love swish as well. And I feel like for me, it feels like I'm moving the energy when I'm doing this with my clients. Like <laughs> when I, 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 yeah. that's why when I teach it, I'm like, you can use your hands if you want, or you don't have to use your hands like to my students, but I am a practitioner who likes to use their hands for swish. So yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm moving the energy and it helps me remember where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. That's important too. Mm -hmm. Moving the energy. Like it's very active and very engaging. Yeah. All right. Let's dive a little into hypnosis because I know you loved hypnosis as well as most people do. What do you love so much about it? I was really excited to learn about hypnosis. Um, And I think the reason that I fell so much, fell in love with hypnosis through this program was because I was really inspired by learning about Milton Erickson's approach to hypnosis. Um, I liked that he was kind of a rebel among his peers at the time in that he believed that the patient that was seeking treatment didn't actually have anything wrong with them, but that actually like everyone brought something like everything that everyone brought to a session could be really valuable. And that the patient Milton Erickson believed that like the patient actually knows, you know, what it is they need to fix and how they need to fix it. It's all about the answers being inside of us, which really, really resonated with me because I've, that's why I love tarot and I love astrology. I really do believe that we all are born with a really powerful intuition that 
you know, we can build as a muscle and hone as a muscle. And I liked that hypnosis just kind of gave me a way to connect with the tools kind of like deeper hidden inside of someone that we can access through trance, through Milton and Eric's, through Ericksonian's um, method. And yeah, like it wasn't just like this, you know, hypnosis isn't this like passive thing that you're experiencing, but it's like a dynamic sort of like collaboration between a therapist and a patient. And that's how Milton Erickson saw it. And that really inspired me. And it just allows me to be super creative. Like you can get so creative with hypnosis. And I went to school for creative writing. (laughs) So um, it's just been a really powerfully creative experience and a lot of fun to write hypnosis scripts. And that's what I really love. Mm -hmm. How do you use hypnosis with your clients? What I really love is offering group hypnosis. So I'll have like group programs that are basically run on seasons. Um, I like to take a seasonal approach to my work just because I do combine a lot with astrology and talk about like what the planets are doing at the time, how we can work with that energy. So I love doing group hypnosis. Um, I think there's a lot of power in a lot of, in like just people, like-minded people coming together in a, a group container and sharing in an experience and we can like amplify and raise each other's energy and support each other and like amplifying our intentions. But yeah, I, I also do hypnosis one-on-one, but I think it's really, really powerful when you do it in a group. Yeah. Awesome. Do you incorporate, um, hypnosis and astrology and tarot together? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Tell me. Yeah, (laughs) I do. So what I do is actually, I always like to look at someone's birth chart before I work with a client, regardless of the tool that I'm using, just to get a deeper, just to get a deeper connection to them, like a beyond a deeper than ego kind of connection to them. And I like to see also what's going on for them astrologically. Like if it's an eclipse season and there's eclipses in your sign and you're like, Oh wow, there's like shit's popping off for me. I can really like help you contextualize that a little bit more. But, um, I have offered, um, and I do really like offering, uh, hypnosis, like custom hypnosis recordings based on the, the natal promise of your birth chart. Like this is what the, the, your birth chart offers about the direction of your life and your strengths and what you need to work on in this lifetime. And this is a hypnosis session that I'm going to create for you, custom for you based on your birth chart that can help you to really lead into the invitation of your birth chart. So that's something that I, that I really like doing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Thank you. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love seeing how the students are so creative and like putting so many like amazing tools in with their, the the stuff that they learn and the skills they already have. It's so freaking cool. Um, Oh my gosh. Awesome. So you yeah. mentioned that you, you love writing hypnosis scripts and you went first to mm-hmm. school for creative writing. So let's talk a little bit about writing, create writing hypnosis scripts and what that process is like for you. Yeah. So what I really like to do in a hypnosis script is really help my client or my group of clients actually become in their mind's eye, what they want to become. And that's really um, the power of hypnosis. You can really see yourself and feel yourself becoming what it is you want to become. And I, I like to walk someone through the process of doing that. And I like to make my hypnosis scripts feel like 
a ritual that someone is doing inside of them that they actually feel better as a result of doing um, just like immediately. So I like to like create a change in someone um, in someone's like mind's eye and their thinking through a little bit of like reframing and indirect, you know, suggestion and actually walking someone through the process of um, setting intentions and making commands and seeing, you know, the actual results of their intentions being made and like set and um, the benefits like coming to them immediately. So I like to immediate, I like to create a pretty like potent script that allows someone to really feel like, oh, I've actually become what I, what I want, or I've actually set the energy in motion that I need to, to call in what I want just a result as a result of doing that. I like to make it really empowering. Mm -hmm. How do you do it for groups? How are you finding writing scripts for groups and making sure that you can kind of um, include everyone? I know a lot of the students in Creative Coach, they love doing hypnosis as well. And they want to do things in groups to help as many people as as possible at once. So what suggestions or advice do you have for people or how do you go about creating a script for a group? Yeah, that's a really good question. And something that I learned in this course and something that was something that I really loved was the fact that in a hypnosis session, like the practitioner is not like the hip, the hip, the the therapist is like leading the session, but they're like the tour guide on the process. And like all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Like you do the process yourself. So using indirect suggestion, um, like using words like success and allowing someone to like really paint an image of what that looks like for them. It's like, you're really just offering the framework, I think. So I just avoid getting too specific and just really leave it up to you know, people to really just sort of like, I, I aim to guide them, I guess, in, in connecting with their, their intuitive knowing and like the, the map within, if you like. Yeah, that's actually really important, especially I think a lot of coaches feel like they need to always know what to say or always know the right question or always have the best advice, but you can keep it super vague as, as the coach, because your client is going to fill in the gaps for themselves yeah better than you can do for them. You can leave it super vague, chunked up as we call it in NLP and let the client fill in the gaps. And you learn part of that in um, the ideodynamic process in, or idiodynamic, whichever way you want to say it, process inside the creative coach method that the way that I teach hypnosis, there's two ways I teach it. And in that process, it's all about letting the client fill in the gaps. Like the client does it all. So you can yeah. be super vague um, it, just in your coaching, but also in your like hypnosis stuff as well. You don't have to have the best answer or the right answer. You don't even need yeah. to know what to say next. You can let your client lead and let them fill in the gaps. Totally. Like you never know what's going to resonate with someone. You never know. Yeah. It's so much about timing. It's so much about, there's so many different factors that in that add up to a breakthrough or a shift. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. This has been super fun chatting about hypnosis and, and like learning more about how you do things and how you've incorporated your unique modalities and skills. Like, honestly, I freaking love hearing about it. So, and I love like the creative ways that you've done it and the way that you make it your own. 
and put your clients first and really like figure out what's going to be best for them. I freaking love it. I freaking love it. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> thank you. I'm so, so glad. Well, that means like, that literally means the world to me. So oh, thank good. you. No, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Okay. So um, I would love to know what's been your favorite book that you've ever read or your best book suggestion that you have for the listeners. My best book suggestion. Um, can I suggest a tarot book? Sure. <laughs> I mean, Any book you want. Yeah. This is a really beautiful book about tarot and psychology called Tarot and Psychology. It's by uh, Max Rosenberg. That was one that really changed my life and the way that I looked at tarot. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Awesome. Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds like a fun book. It's the it's the bomb. Okay. I like awesome. it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and for chatting with us and giving me your time today. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy. 